This is Jacob Emerson with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. Here's your bi-weekly industry news briefing as of July 24th. Well, CMS has required around a half dozen states to pause procedural terminations to correct errors through the Medicaid redetermination process. That's according to CMS officials on July 19th. CMS Administrator Chiquita Brooks-Lashur said, quote, Make no mistake, where we have found problems or violations of federal requirements, we are taking action to ensure that states correct the issue immediately. We are using every level lever at our disposal to protect and preserve people's access to health care and to work with states to address compliance issues that may hinder continued enrollment of eligible people. Ms. Brooks-Lashur said the agency would not name the specific states it had required to pause procedural disenrollments. Daniel Tsai, CMS Deputy Administrator and Director of Medicaid and CHIP Services at CMS, said the agency has required a half dozen states to pause terminations and reinstate individuals whose Medicaid coverage was terminated without the full due process required. He said that as we've done in every situation to date with states where we've identified an issue and directed states to pause procedural terminations and reinstate people and make remedies, our states have responded to that, they have complied, and we have collaboratively identified ways to make fixes while holding enrollees harmless. One of the most common issues the agency has identified is enrollees not being matched with the correct data to automatically re-enroll them in Medicaid. As of July 19th, at least 3 million people have been disenrolled from Medicaid since redeterminations began in April. Of those disenrolled, 74% were due to procedural reasons, rather than being determined ineligible for the program. The rates of procedural terminations vary by state, with three states, New Mexico, Georgia, and South Carolina, along with the District of Columbia, reporting procedural termination rates above 90%. In June, CMS implemented additional flexibilities for states to keep more people covered, including allowing managed care plans to complete certain parts of renewal forms on beneficiaries' behalf and permitting states to delay terminations for one month to conduct more targeted outreach. Well, a new bill filed in both chambers of Congress July 20th aims to lift the ban on Medicare coverage of weight loss drugs such as Ozempic and Wagovi. Federal law currently prohibits the Medicare program for paying for any weight loss drugs, or GLP-1s, and previous legislation to toss the ban has stalled in the past. GLP-1 drugs come with a steep price tag, costing upwards of $10,000 per year without insurance. The bill, formerly called the Treat and Reduce Obesity Act of 2023, would likely spur more coverage of GLP-1s from commercial payers if passed, as many insurers' coverage policies closely follow the Medicare program. The nation's largest payers told investors in the first quarter that coverage of GLP-1s has been almost entirely constrained to diabetes care. In 10 states, Medicaid offers broad coverage for weight loss drugs. Novo Nordisk, which manufactures Ozempic and Wagovi, has lobbied for Medicare coverage of weight loss treatments since 2013. Eli Lilly hired a firm in January to lobby for its drug, Manjaro, a diabetes drug used off-label for weight loss. And in that realm, St. Louis-based Ascension has dropped coverage for weight loss drugs, such as Wagovi, from its employee health plan. Now, Ascension employs about 139,000 people and operates 139 hospitals in 19 states. The new coverage policy was effective July 1st and came after a review of the, quote, safety, long-term outcomes, national coverage benchmarks, and cost-effectiveness of weight loss and anti-obesity prescription drugs. Ascension employees must now pay out-of-pocket for GLP-1s such as Wagovi and Sixenda. 
The coverage exclusion will also apply to new weight loss drugs that become available in the future. GOP-1 drugs, of course, like we mentioned, can cost upwards of $10,000 per year without insurance coverage. As demand continues to surge, the nation's largest payers told investors they are grappling with those costs and nearly entirely constraining those drugs and prescriptions to diabetes care. And finally, Amar Desai has been named CEO of Optum Health on July 19th. Dr. Desai spent the last year as president of healthcare delivery at CVS Health before joining United Health Group as executive in residence in April. He was no stranger to Optum as he spent time as president and CEO of Optum California and Optum Pacific West from 2019 to 2022. And Dr. Wyatt Decker, who has served as Optum Health's CV- CEO since 2019, is transitioning to the role of chief physician at United Health Group. Dr. Decker announced his move in a July 19th LinkedIn post. In his new role, he will focus on strengthening value-based care capabilities and innovative clinical solutions across United Health Group. He said he will also work across the healthcare industry to advocate for comprehensive, equitable care that addresses a person's whole health. If you'd like the latest healthcare and insurance news delivered straight to your inbox every morning, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter on our website at beckerspayer.com.